Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 105.5 The King. Get the King out at 105.5 The King.com and The Boss Man Show at Boss Man Show. Twitter at Bossman Show and Facebook Bossman Show. It's the Bossman on your radio. Listen to the Bossman Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. When the game starts. BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Covering content and hot topics from A to Z. Sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews. You name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or... Check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network. Man, show a friend of the show, Coach Preston Brown here, the Morehead State Eagle at OVC, 13 and 5 on the year. Uh, always consistently winning, doing big things up in Morehead, Kentucky. Preston, good talk to you, man. How are you today on this Monday, brother? Man, doing great, doing great. Appreciate you always having me on here. This is one of my favorite uh, annual shows to to be on and, and be a part of. You just it's a great job of showcasing our, our program. So I appreciate being on here. Man, you're welcome. Always good to have you on, man. And like, do this almost uh, eight years now, man. It's time flies, man, doesn't it? No question. No, it does, man. It it really does. You know, when I got the job, I was was very fortunate to be the youngest head coach in the country. And unfortunately, that's not a a title they let you hang on to for very long. And so you fast forward to, to right now, this is my seventh full season as the head coach here at Moorhead. And um, I'm the, I'm the, elder statesman I guess you could say in the league you know uh longest coach in the league at this point and so uh you know things kind of come a full circle here at Moorhead but been really blessed man to just have some 
some great players, great staff, and uh, and some really good teams over the past few years. Go back to the non-league play, Preston. I mean, nine and four non-league. You know, when you're not in a power five league, where you can just sit, sit at home and buy a game, you have to actually go out and play and make it work and that kind of thing. So, I have for you to go to non-league play, come out at nine and four, despite having to go play your guarantee games. Of course, that raise money against just the big boys, but still other games going winning enough for them to be nine and four going into OBC play. Yeah, you know, it's something that we, we've never been able to do. You know, we're going to play four of those, you know, power conference games each and every year for, for various reasons, you know, uh, exposure and, um, you know, the, the opportunity to, to, you know, learn about our team and figure out just where we're trying to get to by the time we get to March. And, uh, you know, to come out nine and four and, and very, very closely, I'm sure you saw, we had a chance to almost be 10 and three. We, we go down to Indiana and, lead the entire game and kind of lose it there in the last uh, last minute of the game. But, um, you know, the, the message to our guys after those games is, you know, um, especially in the beginning of the year, you know, we were – we opened at Alabama um, in our, our third game in the first week of the season. We, we played at Purdue's, obviously phenomenal. And, um, you know, we went into the, the beginning of the season against those teams with hope that we would play well, right? Uh, but because of our guys and, and, and how, how much they have progressed, they learn from those types of games, they get better. Um, you know, then we went into Indiana, you know, almost two months later with belief that we were going to win. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we learned and the message to my guys is, is, hey, we're not quite ready to beat those teams just yet. Uh, but we've got a long conference slate to get ready and to work on us and to continue to improve. And if we focus on that, then we'll get our opportunity once we get into March. And by that time, we'll be ready. And so that's kind of the message every year. And, uh, you know, really hit home last year because it worked out. Uh, you know, we didn't do so well in those Power 5 games earlier in November, December. But by the time we got to March in the NIT, we got a chance to play a really good Clemson team and took care of business on the road. And so uh, the guys buying into that philosophy and believing in it is uh, is as much to do with our success as anything else. That's what the guys understand the process. I tell all guys all the time. You, you don't want to be a finished product in November. So if you want to be a finished product come February into March when it's when the ball counts, where it's single elevation, where it's winter go home. So peaking at that time is way better peaking right there in November, December, and getting better for every practice, every shoot around, every just individual drill when you do it to yourself. All those things matter, especially in a culture where you got yours in the winning culture. Those small details matter. And when you take those into consideration, get one percent better every day, you can win games when it's big time in March. Yeah, without question. And, you know, keeping your focus small, um, it's not an easy thing to do, um, especially when you're when you're having success. You know, we always say the two hardest things to, to deal with are failure and success. And uh, success offers up a lot more distractions. And uh, those distractions give your mind uh, and your attention a lot more choices than failure does. And so, um, you know, I think that, you know, you look at our guys right now, we're coming off a, a tough loss our first loss in league play just, uh, you know, the other day there at SIUE against a tough opponent on the road. And, um, you know, everybody's like, man, so sorry for the loss. And, hey, we didn't deserve to win. We didn't play well. We didn't play the way that we were supposed to. Um, but we never lose sight of that we needed that loss. You know, we needed that. We needed that experience because it's all a part of our process of becoming a great team. And you can't skip those steps. And uh, do you wish it, it were different? Sure, but it's not. It's, and it's a part of the process. You've got to embrace that. No doubt, Preston. Your league is from top to bottom. 
uh, it's tough, top to bottom. And my man Chad doing a good job already, 5 no Western Illinois. You got my man Ryan on, on Thursday. He does a great job, but his team is 10 deep, at minimum 10 deep, <laughs> you know, at UT Martin. So it's no easy night in OBC. And to be 4-1 with taking a loss to, to Brian Baroni and those guys does a heck of a job. It's like, you know, it's good to reset and kind of be able to, Get them in practice week, maybe even focus on things and make them, you know, get back to the fundamentals or the little small things they may have let slip since winning. So now it's like easier. Coach Hard went off the loss, man. <laughs> no, no doubt. Yeah, without question. You know, we we're, we always focus on learning, you know, learning after every game. And, um, you know, I didn't feel like we played well last Saturday against Tennessee State, particularly in the second half here at home. But, you know, we were we were fortunate enough to win that game, and we poked a lot of holes and showed a lot of mistakes on both sides of the ball that we made. I just don't know if they hit home as hard as they should have because we won the game. Um, and so we made a lot of those same types of mistakes um, on Saturday against SIUE, and so obviously it's going to sting a little bit more. It's going to hit home. And, um, you know, the expectation is we come in here and practice today on Monday, and, um, you know, guys are going to be have a heightened sense of urgency uh, because you don't like that feeling of losing. And it's a foreign feeling to this team because, you know, that was the first time we had lost to a like-level opponent all year. Um, but it learns, you know, it, it helps the guys learn that, hey, we're human. Uh, we can be beat too. And it just uh, really magnifies the little details, as you mentioned, that make us a great team and not make us a collection of really good players. And you get to be really focused because, you know, UT Martin lost two games at home coming mm -hmm. on the road to play you guys here on Thursday night. So they're going to be coming out with, with, with passion as well. So they'll probably stand that first punch coming out. They're going to be upset. They lost at home twice this weekend. So you guys really got to come focus. And I think that's the thing about basketball. We love that that, 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 that mental match. Who wants it for? Who wants to punch first and get that first, get in there. But we're staying that punch and just settling in and, and play the game that you decide to play based on the game plan. Yeah, without question. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Tennessee Martin, you know, I've watched them a good bit because we've already played some of the teams that they had and had a great, you know, sense of familiarity with them and, and extremely talented, you know, top to bottom. They got size, they got shooting, they got depth, they're athletic. Uh, they're a very dangerous team. And so, um, you know, we've got to make sure that, that we, we do a good job against those guys. But the other part of it, boss, is, is, you know, we've gotten to a point now that with our program, um, we're going to get everybody's best shot. You know, mm -hmm. we played on the road at SIUE. It was a nationally televised game on ESPNU. It was the first nationally televised college basketball game that, that led off a great Saturday. It was T-shirt night. They gave out T-shirts. And, you know, it's going to be all that type of stuff. And so, um, you know, we welcome that challenge uh, because I don't think any of our guys came here, uh, you know, via the recruiting process uh, to get picked fifth in the league. They came here to, to compete for a championship and, and to get everybody's best shot. But, you know, you can't play the scores. You can't look at the records. You can't say, well, this team lost to that team or home or away or this or that. Whatever the best version of each one of those other OVC teams is, we're going to get it. And so we got to prepare for it each and every day. And, Preston, you got two good grad transfers, you know, Riley Phoenix and Jordan Lathan. Tell me about those young men and what really stood out to you in the recruiting process to get them to come play for you guys at Morehead State. Yeah, you know, um, I'll start with Lathan, you know, because he had been here with us last year. Um, you know, he was going to play for us last year and then had a shoulder injury that, that ended his season. And so uh, he did get to spend an entire year with us, getting acclimated, getting used to what we do and, and being entrenched in our culture. And that's really, you know, made that transition for him very smooth because, 
Um, you look at, you know, his, his, his path getting here, he hadn't had as much team success and it's a big, big draw. I came here. Uh, what's kind of unique about that one was, uh, you know, I recruited Jordan when he was in high school, when I was an assistant coach long, long time ago, cause this is sixth year of college. And so, you know, we're looking at eight years ago or so when I was watching him in, in, in high school and calling him. And at that point in time, his recruitment kind of blew up and, um, you know, he, he, he had, uh, had a lot of high major recruitment ends up at UTEP. And, um, so when he became available coming from Milwaukee, his second school, you know, um, we, we brought him in and we, we really thought he could be a really good player for us. And, um, you know, to his credit, you know, he's really bought in and trusted our staff and, uh, the plan that we have in place for him. He's really, he really works. You know, one thing he does boss is he, you tell him he needs to be get good at this. He's going to get good at it. You know, that's what he's going to do. He's not going to shy away from the work. He loves the game and he's very passionate to go along with that talent. Um, and so we're getting the best version of him, you know, in six years of college, five years of play. And this is the best version of Jordan Latham and the most efficient version. And, um, you know, we've been able to do that with a lot of guys. So that we're really proud of that. Um, you know, Riley's a man, what a talent, you know, um, this is two years in a row that we've had a, an NAI All-American grad transfer last year. It was Alex Gross this year with him. And, you know, I got to mention those two in the same breath because, you know, um, Alex's connection to Riley and Alex, um, his experience and success that he had here last season for a program uh, really paved the way and made the connection for Riley to get here. And uh, he was a huge get for us. And we knew the moment that we got that commitment early in the spring. He was our first commitment in the spring. Uh, that he was he was going to be a game changer. He'd be something that we hadn't had uh, here in a long time. You know, he's a great combination of size, strength, skill, and uh, and IQ. And um, man, he's a great player. He can play inside. He can play out. He's extremely intelligent. Uh, he can he can do a lot of different things. And so um, he's a big matchup problem in this league. But he's certainly a guy that that we're excited to have. No doubt, man. I think it's a great gift for you guys. I've seen him play, man. I'm like he. This guy's special is going to really help this this year as this year goes on. And what's good about your team, man, like you got balance, you got five guys have seven points or more, three, 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 three double figures. So that means the ball's moving. And you and I both know the ball's energy. If guys are engaged off, you're getting the ball sub, you know. <laughs> they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. defend harder for your other the floor. They get they, they get the but we all know how young, young, young players are. The offense yeah. don't sign up for it, they take time to play defense on the other the floor. <laughs> Yeah, no question. And, you know, one thing that we've been, man, is, um, you know, each of the last three years, and we're gaining on it again this season, hope to get there by March, is, you know, we've been top 20 in the nation in assisted field goal rate. You know, so the shot quality, how we share the ball, you know, making the easy play, the extra pass, uh, you know, passing up a good shot to get a great shot, and understanding, you know, what it is that, that, that is, is good for our team has really uh, been a separator for us. And so, you know, making sure that we're doing that consistently has been a big part of our success. And you're exactly right, man. That that ball gets cooking, as we call it. It's got a little bit of life to it, and um, you know that's what that's what creates good first shot, good second shot, and it allows you to, you know, set up your defense. Which right now, as we stand here, we're we're top ten in the nation in uh, ten defensive uh, categories, rebounding being one of them. And so, uh, you know, all those things go hand in hand. And having an older group of guys as we do. Um, really allows for those guys to, uh, to to truly understand how those things go hand in hand and how the game's played. Yeah, because actually I also have a question. You might defend great for 29 seconds. You don't get that rebound. You, you, you didn't do a good job. You know? That's right. 
That's right. Yeah, second, second chance forward. So it's about complete that possession, being late clock defenders. That's, that's what I call it. Like late clock defenders, get the rebound, make the right close out, don't foul, don't bellow them out. So it didn't get dead on offense, limits allowed ball turnovers. And if you miss a shot, get back. <laughs> don't right. give up these layups. You suck it over a missed shot. Yeah, no, you're right. That's uh that's that's a huge part of the game. Um, you know, I would say for us, we we make that a part of everything that we do. Um, you know, people say, Why are you guys such a good rebounding team each and every year? What do you do? What are your drills? Uh, every drill is a rebounding drill, is what we say, you know, because it's such an integral part of the game, um, you know, on, on both sides of the ball and it allows you to be great in transition offense and defense and you know, transitions the marriage between the two. And so you got to be great at that. And you got to be great at the connector, which is rebounding. And it's a it's a focal point for us each and every day. And, and Press, let me ask you this, but new rules this year for us, no charges. Are you emphasizing more standing, standing, standing from the ball, having your hands to the lights? Because I feel like charges are done in caught that spot right now. So so just how load up in the paint now and get a charge and work anymore. You really put your hands in the lights and just stay in front of that ball and don't 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 let nobody blow up by you because get to the back line. All you do is get your hands up there. You can't get a charge though. Yeah, you know it's been it's been really interesting. I think the the key with that, a lot of people don't realize, is you could still get on ball charges, right? If I'm guarding the ball and I do a great job of sliding my feet, as you said, showing my hands and beating them to a spot, and you know you you take a hit right on the chest. Absolutely, those are still charges. Those are still ones that we're going to get from time to time. But it's that secondary defender that they've made it extremely hard to rotate over on a drive and and get there in time uh, to take a charge, and so. Um, it's not really been a big part of our defensive identity anyway because we don't really like to overhelp. Uh, but it's made us really focus more on, uh, you know, vertically contesting and making sure we're leaving our feet A to A and, and contesting with our hands up and all those types of things. But, um, you know, I think it's a good call. I think it's a, a good adjustment, rather. I don't know that it's fully, uh, you know, uh, has been as consistent throughout this year because it's, you know, the block charge has been such a controversial um, you know, part of the game for so long that it's going to take a season or two of emphasizing it like they went into this year to make sure that it really tries to eliminate those um, those late slide-overs, secondary defenders who are, who are picking up those charges. Yeah, that's also, to me, a, a player safety thing, too, because you can Correct. slide over yeah. somebody late that's going vertical. That could be a knee or ankle injury, so, you know, or even worse than that. I, I've never liked that. I felt like when I would go up and the dude's undercutting me that could be my life. You know, right. I'm, I'm vulnerable in that, you know? So it's like, I kind of like it as well, man, because it's player safety, man, and just don't let this – let's get at the game more free. You just can't just up and load up the whole game and just <laughs> get a charge and get, get good, great players out of the game because you just stand in there hoping to get a, a call. Yeah, without question, you know, the safety part of that is is certainly a, a, a great benefit of it. Um, and the other thing, too, is if, you, you know, if you're a primary defender and you can't stay in front of your man and you need a secondary defender to rotate over, you shouldn't get rewarded uh, with a with a turnover and a foul defensively. You should you should be, uh, you know, there should be consequences to not being a great primary defender. And uh, that should be a foul on the defense. And so, you know, we agree with that. And, and Preston, also, I can say about rebounding, man, it's, my dad always told me, as a young man, he's coached me, rebounding is a want-to thing. He all tells us, yeah. all of us, it's a want-to thing, you know. He was like, hey, two of y'all crash, three of y'all get back. <laughs> you know, so, so that's how my dad theory, transitioning, rebounding, like, you said, I get the ball, man. The ball is our energy to get us 
score more points. So I feel like if more young men do what your your team does, and it's this no rebounding is a wanting thing. It's an effort thing. Hustling, yeah, it's a mentality. Hustle things. Yeah, you know, I, I absolutely agree. I think um, it's a want to thing. Um, it's not as much technique as it is mentality. You know, we could teach you to have a great rebounding technique, but if you don't have the mentality to apply it, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like I said, for me, now nah, I told you before, I wouldn't best play in the world. I'm better at football, but I knew if I could defend, shoot threes, plus rebound, I'd be on the floor. That's what kept me on the floor. <laughs> you know, so without question. Yeah. So I would tell any young man, look at me. I was about basketball was my, my second sport, but I found a way to be on the court because I did those things that, that impacts winning in intangibles. I didn't have the best handle in the world. I I can't cross like it, but I can get the job done <laughs> you know, and do what I do to but I can the win. I feel like one more young men look at this example, they can help them play as well, not get so caught up in numbers. And, but if you can impact the game and hit that winning, that should be more important. Yeah, without question. I think, um, you know, it's it comes down to, you know, what you're saying right there is a great example of, um, you know, not doing things you can't do, right? We've all got limitations as to what we, we can do. We've got things we want to be able to do, but if you're not great at them, um, you don't need to expose yourself or, or hurt your team by trying to do them. And so, you know, I, I think one thing that we've been able to do is, is define roles and put guys in certain boxes here. Um, you know, a lot of times players don't like to hear that. Uh, but the reality is, you know, everybody's box is different, right? And, if you know, you, for example, as a player, if you're good at rebounding and shooting, um, but you're out there trying to play a ball screen and break guys down and play off the bounce and do all these types of things, well, then, you know, you're not living within your box. You're not playing your role. And when you're not doing that, it's going to affect the other guys who can do those types of things. And so, um, you know, everybody's role is extremely important. Um, and it's important that you execute that because, you know, the game of basketball is connecting all those pieces together. And when one guy wants to, you know, get outside of what he's good at and try to, to, to do what other guys need to be doing, that's when you, that's when you don't have a very successful team. Um, and so I think that's a big part of today's age with, um, you know, having so many new players via the transfer portal and, and all that kind of stuff is, um, you know, identifying, okay, what is this team good at? Um, and, and what is this player good at and how does that complement with this guy and then figuring out, you know, how can we get them to buy into doing that, you know, um, and, and understand that, hey, listen, I'm this isn't a, I'm not hating on you here. Like, I know you can make this shot, this particular shot. It's just so happened that for our team, there's a better shot available in this possession. And there's going to be a time where we need you to take that. This wasn't it. And, um, you know, find a ways to do that. That's uh, that, that's right now. That's the biggest part of coaching. Especially in this era where guys are, you know, coming in wanting to play second and third schools or wanting to have aspirations. But, hey, sometimes you're selling your role. You can really – you're selling that role very well. You can still get played over in Europe or in Asia or wherever you want to do Because if you, if you find a, a specialist like Ben Wallace did, he was a rebounding defender. That man made millions rebounding and defending with hustling and heart. So there, there are examples of guys who just do the small things. That they're good at, it was both what we're saying, and make a lot of money professionally. Well, there's a lot of guys, you know, honestly, there's more of that now um, in the NBA than there ever has been. You know, it, it all comes down to your efficiency, right? And then obviously, analytics are a big part of the game. There's probably room on every NBA team for one, two, or three um, guys that are just dynamic enough to, to break plays off and uh, to go take and make tough shots. 
Um, but there's not room for four. There's not room for five of those guys, you know. Um, you look at, you know, your Hawks team that you cover, and, and I don't know their roster great, but I know that Trey Young, the box that he's allowed to live in is significantly different than the rest of the guys on that team. And if the rest of the guys on the team want to, you know, have the same box that he does, your team's not going to be very good. Um, and so, you know, getting players to really understand that you can create a ton of value for yourself first by winning, that's the number one thing. It's the number one thing that anybody who's at that next level, whether it be in the NBA, the G League, overseas, whatever it is, the number one stat they're looking for is guys that win. Um, and then they're looking at the efficiency that you do it with. You know, there might be a guy that's out there averaging 20 points a game playing for a losing program, and he doesn't have a very efficient all-around game. You know, um, he's not helping himself. You know, that guy's not getting an opportunity. But you take a guy who's won, a guy that's won efficiently, and he's impacted the game in multiple ways, um, those guys get an opportunity. They get a chance. No doubt, man. Well, Preston, I'll tell you what, but it's good to see you, man. Up oh, boy, see you late points always, man. Getting you some good players, man. I we hope to see you in Evansville as well. Uh uh post that title one more time, my, my friend. Talk to you. Grab before the big dance again. We always do like a, a, a tradition, man. <laughs> That's hey man. I hope we can keep that thing going. You know, we're gonna focus uh, like you said in the beginning of the interview and stay right here right now, coaching these guys and really enjoying this team, boss. This is a fun team to coach, man. They're a great group of young men and um, it, you know, they're fun to come in and challenge and see them get better each and every day. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see where we're going to be in the next six, seven weeks as we get into March. Same here, buddy. It was a good chat with you, my brother. All right. Thanks so much, boss. All right. BS3 Network, changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network, changing the way you watch TV, covering content and hot topics from A to Z, sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews, you name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055-The-King, 50KingOut, and 105TheKing.com, and Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show, Twitter, at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your Radio. Listen to the Boss Man Show with your host JR Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.